Welcome to another episode of Film Festival Reviews. This is Christina Kotlar. And I'm Yuri Turchin. And we're back at the Tribeca Film Festival, beginning of the week. We did not come in for the weekend, but here it is Monday, and we had some great films that we saw that we did not expect, number one. And number two, I picked it out for convenience. I didn't pick it out for the theme or anything because I knew very little about what these movies were. I would get some memo in the mail, but I put it in my envelope for Tribeca Film Festival to get to, so I don't get a chance to see a lot of it very quickly, so I scheduled it for convenience. Mm -hmm. We stayed at the Chelsea Cinemas. What we started with was how we are seeing independent films in a Hollywood-infused blockbuster films theater. And that was a question that somebody had for us about American films as opposed to international films. And we saw two international films. The first one, while it was about an American actress, but she came from Austria, and she lived through Germany's invasion and the war and everything telling the story. This is Hedy Lamar. of when you say Hedy Lamar? Glamorous, an actress. Didn't know her origin until I saw the movie. Uh, she has many, many talents other than acting. Primarily, she was a uh, studio actress for MGM. Illustrious career, but it was varied. She had many marriages. Did I know anything about her before? Not in depth like this, but have heard of her. Because there's some great movies that I've seen where well, she we, was in it. Well, we enjoy watching the black and white films. Well, we yeah. go for the classics, but there are a lot of people that probably don't know who Hedy Lamar is or was. I found it really fascinating to learn about her invention. Well, if you look at the chronology of her career... It started with her in a rather erotic movie in German, Ecstasy. And then she got a reputation as a, an actress of dubious morality. She capitalized on her beauty. She wanted to be thought of as a, a thinker, an intellectual. It was tough for a woman to be anything but glamorous, wouldn't you say? Or something akin to femininity rather than brains. It's really hard. True. If you... Are an attractive person, I but agree. an attractive woman. This you're, is what I'm getting. You're at. not thought of as right. bright. So she invested that not always misconception with her beauty to get ahead 
in other ways. She was thwarted and right. It was all saying, no, don't you worry about this. It's being taken care of. You just go and sell war bonds. Well, what happened was she had a patent that was called the frequency hopping. The conception was this. George Antiel was her partner in this invention. Other than the fact that he was brilliant also as a musician, she an actress, as an inventor, he uh, devised or he wrote this piece for 16 player pianos. Each player piano is playing its parts, correct? So what they did was they took two rolls and offset them. Because the punch outs are not even, you can change frequencies to another punch out and therefore they created what we know today as Wi-Fi we know is Bluetooth. It was a way of sending messages cryptically during World War II and the Navy brass turned her down because he said, oh, player piano rolls, why don't you just go back and do what you do best? And they ignored it and stored it. But she did get the patent. Yes. Then it was put away like in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right. Somewhere top secret yep. and put away somewhere and nobody knew. Well, they, it wasn't they, top secret. It was just No, she said aside. it was. I think she said it was top secret. It was labeled top secret. And then it's gone. It was really interesting hearing her voice because the, the crux of this documentary was her stories. As they explained in the beginning, she did not leave anything behind. It was a memoir, but it was by a ghostwriter and not by her. She was very upset by it. Because the facts were changed. All the time. And just exploited, made everything over the top just to sell. What happened was she was interviewed. He was central in having about four tapes, 90 minutes probably, of a phone interview with her. Although because of the analog, which I loved about this Mm because it really made it feel so authentic so genuine that she's actually been recorded on this Mm -hmm. and so there were times when i had a little difficulty understanding what was said but for the most part i got the gist and her voice so melodic to listen to Mm -hmm. in her austrian accent she still had it but i think in acting she was able to be coached, dialogue coached, not really have it as thick. But those tapes, she went back to her Austrian background, her accent there. Mm. The crux of the thing was that her life was not easy. She had great parents. Her father taught her all about math, science, from, from childhood. And that's where she got her interest. I think so many people were either shocked, surprised, or you know, can't believe that she actually thinking about <laughs> these things and imagining. And she says her, it would just come to her her head. She would just see these these right. ideas. Yes, she saw them in her head, and that's where they come from. But she had it all completed in her head to formulate something and say, "Well, here's a problem. I w- would like to improve upon it," or add to it or invent something completely new. I love the fact that when she was five years old, she took apart her music box and then put it back together. Right. Okay. Okay, so that's a precocious child. Yes. In a sense, okay, so that's what we call it, but it's just that she had a brain and... She was beautiful. And on top of it, she was beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. And knew it and cashed A lot of actresses try to copy her look, her style, with the hairstyle and the face and... 
makeup. Yes. And, and she then, then had, she just then, set, then the, she started, set the tone. You mean? Yeah, well, when she started having uh, plastic surgery later. Well, that was life. later. You know, that's a sad thing. No, but she set the trend for that, too. She was. She was explaining what she wanted done very aerodynamically, perhaps, you well, know, no, scientifically. Well, no, where the scars with, were. Right, were to hide them, but it she, had to have some structural... Right, but uh, she told the doctors what she wanted done right. and how it was to be done and where the scars were to be, which astounded the doctors because they weren't using that technique. That was the whole thing. Now, as not to jump ahead too far, but it did not help her later in life, having all that surgery. By that time, she was so naturally beautiful. And she was naturally beautiful into her later years as well. If she did not feel compelled to alter her looks to maintain that what was perceived beauty, mm -hmm. because she was a totally beautiful person from hearing those tapes, really mm -hmm. the stories and everything that she wanted and about her family and things. She didn't have to do that. She invented something that's over, like, what was it, $30 billion that's industry? Worth, yeah. That's worth th she, $300 billion? She never got paid for it. Her patent expired. She didn't know the legalities of it. Your patent expires after a certain time, and she can reapply for extension, and she didn't. And it expired, so who takes over? Whoever discovered the use for it. They eventually adopted it, the armed services, and in uh, today's uh, technologies, due to what she, she came up with then. So this is all this information that we got from seeing this documentary. Yep. And I have to tell you that the director of this documentary, Alexandra Dean, is an Emmy award-winning journalist and producer. And she did news magazine docs for PBS and series for Bloomberg, produced series Innovators, Adventures, and Pursuits, she writes about invention for Business Week, and she's a founding partner at Reframed Pictures. That's a journalist and a producer who just created this story that was so full of information, but it was so wonderful to watch mm -hmm. because we got so much archival and different elements of it. There was a lot of research done to this, so that's what moved the story mm -hmm. instead of just having talking heads, which happens quite a bit if you're right. unable no, well to done. find okay. all the images that completed this um, whole decade or decades of historic information about a movie person and a genius in inventing. And then you're getting all this technology. But I think what this director did very well was tell the story of a woman who lived quite a long time, had a varied career, five husbands, different children, how those children, as they were interviewed in this movie, knew her, reminisced about her. There were so many nuances in this movie that were really good. And the editing was good because it didn't dwell on what you said, talking heads only, archival footage. Things. Artwork, Absolutely, posters, yes. Movie yes. clips. Oh, yeah. But in essence, she was constantly the sex bomb. That's yes, why the bombshell bomb title. And she never sounded bitter. She never, in all the interviews, even on that, on those cassette tapes, she had a sense of humor. She was never bitter. Maybe privately, off camera, something like that. But whatever we got to see in that movie, 
was an incredible woman. Through thick and thin, when, when her husband left her with nothing, the first one, she bounced back. She just didn't have luck in love. At the end, it was her individuality and her, and her spark and her zeal for things in life. And, and she gave of herself to her kids. And it showed because they gave back. They were very positive about her, their mother. I think this was a great story. And I think it's she's a great role model. Bridby, yeah. And I, I hope this gets picked up. I'm sure we'll see it. The next story, we went right from Bombshell to Ice Mother. And Ice Mother is a Czech film, and it's a story about a, a woman in her 60s who lost her husband. She's got this trying to maintain the house as it was for her two sons who come for Saturday lunch with their families and she makes all the the lunch and she you know tries to be a she's a pleaser and then something happens to change her outlook on life and it has to do with these ice swimmers i guess that was just a, a way to set it up and for her to meet people her own age and outside of the realm of just being the caregiver for this family that was a great movie title is misleading though it shouldn't be ice mother because it's baba what was it zledu baba's zledu a baba you could say is a grandmother but you could also say an old woman and that's how she was perceived by her family they sort of took it took her for granted and one daughter-in-law really didn't like her i said she was smelly uh, so that was uh -huh. causing yeah. rift in the family. But the way this uh, director, Bohdan Slama, he creates many stories like this. They're family situations. And we were asked the question, how do American films portray stories that are documentaries or independent films as opposed to international ones, European or whatever other parts of the world? And I think this one really tells that difference. One of the things we noticed was the child actor in this movie was so natural and so normal. Whereas in some of the American movies that we've seen, the child is always kind of precocious and like Little Miss Sunshine. And it's almost forced and contrived. We saw this perfect character. And there are some other little boys that weren't so nice. But they seem to be like normal kids. I think the whole movie was real people and we just got to see them somehow by magic we looked in on their lives because the story was so great it was a family and all its problems and all the generational divisions from the child to the grandmother and mother grandmother situation 
each one having their own relationships in life. The little boy with the bullies in school, and that bothered him because he wasn't fighting back. Goes home, he sees his mother and father rather wealthy but unhappy. So he sticks with his grandmother who takes care of him during the day, picks him up from school. And The reason they were at the park, I think, was that they stopped to look at something and he, the little boy, decided to walk away and she couldn't find them. Oh, right. And then when she did, they came upon the swim club. And Bron, who was Bron. having a hard time. As the movie progresses, there's a relationship that develops with Hannah and the lead actress, the, the grandmother. So there was this whole story also based on later in life, the type of romance you can have. And it's not always physical, but they tried. And there were episodes in there where, okay, it didn't work, but the heart grew. The feeling of the hearts grew. But they stayed independent. And I don't want to give away everything here either. You get the sense of these actors were not acting. They were living it. And they had to have some people going into that water for real. Oh, that was cool. That was the, uh, <laughs> when they when said I, 3.7 Celsius, you know how much that is? That's, those, well, that's we saw icebergs. Degrees. We saw the ice floating yeah, around there and the snow on 40. the side. It's under 40 degrees. Doesn't your, but yeah. they did it, and they do it for like 1,000 meters. Yeah, yeah. The longest race was a thousand. And everybody's years. supporting them, and everybody right. kind of gets them and there rooted are, on. There are poignant moments. There, oh, and the, one of the greatest parts of this, where we had a chicken instead oh, of a dog. That's right. The pet the movie, chicken coming pet around. Chicken. <laughs> we won't give that away. <laughs> but you have to see the movie. It's incredible. I think that Ice Mother is not the right title. Baba's Ladu means that woman from the waters, from the ice waters. And the ice waters are cleansing. Always. Right? Water, Culturally, you know, for yeah, all water, over the world. Water is, is sexual and water is cleansing. Those are the themes and that we're seeing exactly, here right now yeah, with these films yeah, that we're watching. So go see it. Very nice. I hope it gets picked up right. and definitely vote for the audience award for this one. And the next one, then, we weren't too sure we were going to go see it because of the reviews it got from The Village Voice. By the way, uh, Danny King did not write a very good uh, review of Ice Mother as well. It's just he missed the whole point of this movie. But the other movie that we did read about and we were having second thoughts was November. This is the Estonian movie. So you see this picture in the book, 
and it's dark and it's scraggly and it's and they're talking about werewolves and this and then in the description by village voice they're saying don't go see it it's all muck and dirt and we said okay we're going to keep an open mind because we love these movies that come out of I don't know some pagan mindset where he calls it a mashup of fairy tales but it's more than that it's legends it's a way of life for people living in this part of the world that's very old and very dark superstitious magic you know everything that you think of trying to understand your place in this universe and you're always fighting against the odds because these people look awful. Well, we should set it up and say when did it take place and what part of the century, which century and year. I so believe it was, it was like the 1890s or something like that. Yes, I think it was. It was very rustic. People dressed tattered clothes, dirty, no place to bathe. The great impact for me on this movie was that I could not, for the for the life of me, understand where it was going because of the way it started. The, there was very little exposition as to what it was really about. So I think it was very visual, and it had an impact on both of us. It was the black and white. Oh, But the great. richness of the black makes me feel the way they used to do in <clears throat> film. They would like double it up, you know, so you get really? these really rich blacks. You just can't explain it. That's what this movie was all about. So mm -hmm. it was very, very visual and expressive. These images and these items would come alive, like this thing called a krat. What was this? We weren't sure, but it had some animal skull and some sides these yeah. blades and and like things that could hurt people with and then all of a sudden you think it's going to come at everybody and it turns out to be it's the family slave or the family servant but in a in a kind of a violent way I interesting think, i think that. there was part fantasy in it because of the crop they were well, right. the slaves well, and that's... servants of their creators their masters where did it start and why is it called November, which I think is a misnomer as well. It may not be a good title, but it was started on All Souls Day. Mm -hmm. And as we know, that is the a very revered holiday, a time where the ancestors can come to closest to the earth to meet with their loved ones that were left behind or not so loved ones whatever so that was it so we had ghosts because that's the the night that this started and it was really creepy in the woods with all these crosses and everything and and again we're starting to see up the seeds of a love story between lena and hans hans okay so that's where it all began and then all these other elements of werewolves she was turning into a werewolf he was in love with another woman she's trying to get a potion for him or how to break the spell and then you get all these people these are the ones that were really not actors they live in these woods and i would try to be very nice to them if i ever came across their way there were so many 
smaller stories that we were thinking that perhaps See, you know me, a couple of these stories here, may here. not have been necessary, but maybe that's because he just let was, everybody in. It's it's it was like the neighborhood. I think they were vignettes, okay, right. rather than one story. I think you're right. Okay, and it would change, it would surprise you, it would throw your left curve. There were a lot of red herrings as far as I was concerned. There was obsession happened with an old man and a young woman and a woman with another young man who was in love with another. So all these emotional blackmail things going on. The wolves represented wildness. And this is how these people were living. There was the baron with his castle, and then there were these people who were living rather close to the edge of life and barely hanging on. They were exactly. living in oh, hovels. Oh, it, was, it was terrible. <laughs> they were sleeping and with their cows. <laughs> we had we had that, yes, husbandry in, in the uh, in Very the Very close to nature. Yeah. There would be always this evil spirits thing and... Then you would have charms and curses and blessings and everything. We're all mixed up together. So the religion was, this was, I think, on the cusp when the superstition was 90% of the religion still. And, and then religion would kind of win over and force them to give up these uh, these charms and superstitions and mysteries things and just to listen well, to this well the, i think the the greatest the thing about our day was that we saw three movies two of them were international one was done in english language completely so the other two were subtitles so that we had a taste of international Yes. A real good taste of international. Way there was different. a lot of sensual and, every sensual time we go, and a lot of sex in this movie, too. Every time we go to Tribeca, I think we spend more time on international entertainment. I'd like to go and explore every country that has movies made and see what their cinema's all about, what their movies are. That's so great about. about film festivals. Right, and we get yes. a chance to see a cross-section mm -hmm. in the time that we have. And the resources we have. So go see Bombshell. Go see Ice Mother. Go see November. That's a great one. And have a good All Souls Day. <laughs> that will be a few months from now. Get soulful. Okay. Oh, that's good. Get soulful. Until next time. This was recorded at Wheat Chief Productions. And for more information, go to marchhairmedia.com filmfestivalreviews.com or turchintunes.com.